Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chai With Us podcast. This is episode number 56. I am Erica, the personal developer. You can also find me at Emotional Freedom. Hi, and I'm Ivana from Oco Isabel. Yes. Okay. Very excited. Today, we are going to have an inspired conversation on this amazing book wrote by Brene Brown. I don't know if this is her first book or first work, but it's the most um, famous one. It's called The Gifts of Imperfection. Uh -huh. um, and I'm so excited about this. If you don't know Brene Brown, uh, she is obviously an author. Um, she's a writer. She has amazing books besides this one. And she is a teacher. Uh, I don't think she's teaching anymore, but she was a teacher, uh, a scientist, a, research, a researcher, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she yeah. did research on shame. It's just like, she's just an, an amazing woman. I just love her yeah. so much. Research on shame and vulnerability as well, amongst other things. I'm fascinated, mm -hmm. by, fascinated by this woman. I yeah. love her. Um, I heard about her on um, Louis House show, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love this book because I found it very relatable. And sometimes it was, it was kind of felt bad in a way. And it's like, oh, my God, I do this. Like she would say something <laughs> like, oops, I totally have done this in the past or I'm still doing it. Or I didn't even know that this was something that was so important that I was doing until she pointed it out. So this book yeah. was definitely eye-opening to a lot of things that I didn't even realize were connected. Like, what, what did you like the most about the book? That um, I think a lot of it also was that she reaffirmed, again, some of the practices that you and I already do, like the gratitude journal that she talked about, how important yeah. that was. And she also mentioned spirituality and how that was a factor in people that were resilient. Um, so I love that aspect of it too. Yeah. I, I love the fact that she shares so much and it's amazing. Like she, she practices what she preaches and uh -huh. she just, she's just who she is and she's not pretending uh -huh. to be perfect or anything. So every time she explains something, she's telling a story it's usually a story about herself. And for me, right. it's really like, I really admire her because it's so hard, you know, to come up and just, you know, tell stories about your uh -huh. life, especially the shame stories. Yeah. Like what I found like very interesting about this is that, so basically courage, compassion, and connection are uh -huh. the gifts of imperfection, right? Because, yeah. uh, and and I really love the concept of, you know, being vulnerable and talking about things uh, to help you, you know, cope with shame. Yes. Um, yes. And this is a topic that it's really close to my heart mm -hmm. because shame is not exclusive of something who, of somebody who has been through trauma. Uh, and right. she mentions that in the book. But I do have a, a very strong connection with shame because mm -hmm. as we know, people who have been through trauma, especially trauma within the family, uh, mm -hmm. we suffer from this like uh, shame uh, complex, right? It's yeah. just like almost all of us, we lived in secrecy, abuse and secrecy and everything, and we live in mm -hmm. shame. And one of the ways to, 
liberate you from shame is to actually talk about it. I think what I really liked about it is the quote that she says, shame hates it when we reach out and share it. Mm-hmm. Because then we're, we're not living in secrecy anymore. And, and people can offer us some guidance or just an ear to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you remember that example that she gave of, of her giving the, the talk at the school and how awful it went? Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, she called someone and she then she mentioned all the things that she didn't want the person to share. And I was I felt so bad because I've done some of those things. When somebody has called me, I'm like, okay, like we're going to go beat them up or like we're not going to do this. And cause yeah. they just want to be, I think people in general want to be supportive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't know how they can be supportive instead of just listening and being there. Yeah, or you're so or you're so focused on whatever you want to to do that you kind of disregard the other person. That is, yeah. the example that she gives is when she was about to give a, a talk. This woman just came to her and told her pretty much how to do her job. Yeah, and what she asked her to do was not her at all. Like that's mm-hmm. not how she works. That's not how <laughs> things go. Uh, she has a totally different approach where she talks about what we usually don't speak and uh she spoke about um let me look for the sentence because i don't want to say it wrong but she said something about we already know what to do but yet we don't do the things we do Mm -hmm. and mainly because most of the times we don't speak about the things that get in the way of us doing those things Right. So that's what she talks about. And the, the woman was just asking her to do something different and she did it. Anyway, right. just badly and she felt shameful. Yeah. And um and yeah, it's beautiful that she shares this so openly. And yeah. and the the weight was not as heavy once she shared it with the with her husband, which is something that happens yeah. when you actually share a story of shame it's just like Mm -hmm. it's not that heavy anymore all of a sudden right right it feels like a relief has been lifted yeah absolutely absolutely yeah Mm. i think it's like totally uh like made me think about my life is susan she talks about how when we want something to happen we pretend that it's not a big deal because if we don't do you remember that part she says when you really want something badly to happen we pretend it's not a big deal so that if it doesn't happen we won't feel let down while doing that creates isolation and i didn't even realize that that's what happens but she's so true like i have i've done this in the past with like a job that i've wanted and before the interview i'm like oh okay if it goes bad i won't be hurt because i don't really want it bad enough but it's a vibe you're then projecting in the interview and it makes it seem like you don't want the job and so then you know when we don't get it we've already told people well we didn't really want it so then they can't come and comfort us which is really what we need yeah exactly and um i i love the the example that she gave again like once again amazing this woman is amazing seriously (laughs) um and and yeah it's true and people usually uh advise you against sharing with people you know the good stuff because that's, right. that's a real a real thing no how many people have told you before like don't don't share it because otherwise it will jinx it or whatever yeah. but and, and that's solid advice and sometimes i do this i totally do mm-hmm. this i i don't say i'm like oh whatever so if i get it then i get it and then <laughs> i'm like suffering by myself Exactly. Because I didn't tell people that, you know, this was important for me. Like, mm-hmm. 
And so we, we hide so many times, like it's we crazy do. how much we hide in ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I liked also the fact that she made the distinction between um, shame and guilty, okay. shame and guilt. Um, and I love that she made a distinction because sometimes we, we kind of get confused in, um, in those two. And so it's like the whole book is about shame. The whole book is about guilty and, and everything. I think it was good for her to, like, to just explain to us that when you feel shame, it's, it's something that you have like against you. Uh, and the example she used was, oh, I did something bad, mm -hmm. right? So I'm guilty, right? Right. And I am bad. That's shame. Yeah. And shame usually leads to like destructive behavior more often mm -hmm. than guilt. And yes. this is, I don't know, sometimes we just feel things and we don't even think about what mm -hmm. we're feeling. Um, and when I was in, in therapy, I, I had a, a brief time in therapy. Uh, and it made me think a lot about like, okay, let me stop and try to figure out what is it that I'm feeling because sometimes we don't mm -hmm. even stop yeah we kind of yes. feel right so my heart is racing blah 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 I'm feeling anxious yeah but why mm -hmm. like wh exactly. what happened what happened <laughs> what <laughs> yeah so so I think it was amazing and she has a very simple way of explaining what things are and mm -hmm. and I love to see the reflection of like okay so this is shame so when do I feel shame and right such a beautiful work to do right to figure out when we feel shame why we feel shame and share it with people and being yes. vulnerable mm -hmm. she also talked about how like we tend to numb things so we don't feel the shame because we don't want to experience it and she's oh. not just mentioned okay yeah that was my telephone <laughs> she not just mentioned uh good um, that it ha that we numb with alcohol and drugs, but it can be do it can be other things like maybe shopping or too mm. much exercise mm -hmm. or being like really into our work and, and and all these things we can use to numb like ourselves so that we don't feel these feelings of shame because it feels uncomfortable uh, mm. to feel them. Yeah. Do you, how do you numb? Do you know? Um. How do I numb? I think through uh, alcohol. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, well, I used to a lot when I was working in a job that I didn't really like. Like, I would just come home and just drink because that was a way to, like, not make it, you mm -hmm. know, feel so bad. I think I had the tendency to pretend that everything is okay. Okay. Just, just keep doing things, you know. I numb by keeping it busy. That's what I do okay. usually. I'm, like, uncomfortable <laughs> that I'm, like... <laughs> Let me just grab this book over here and pretend that I'm doing yeah. something. I think that's, that's how I do. That's how mm -hmm. I know sometimes, like to just grab a book or study, yeah. just do something so I don't mm -hmm. have to think about things. To feel it. Ooh. Yeah. Luckily, I don't do that like so often now, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> because, oh my God. And sometimes, did you notice how sometimes we can do something that it's, actually apparently good but we're doing it for the wrong reasons yes right yes because yeah. you would say oh you're studying you're so cool like you're studying right. but now i'm just numbing my feelings away exactly <laughs> yes 
And something that she mentioned that I had no idea was related. She talks about how one of the ways that shame sneaks into our lives is through perfectionism. Yes. And I, that was so important to me because I've never correlated those two things together at all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But because now that she said that, it makes sense. It makes sense. The thing is, like, what we do to ourselves, we do to others, yeah. right? And we want to be if we want to be perfect all the time and uh, criticize our other people for not being perfect or not doing things right. Like, it's just like, there's something wrong inside us. Right. Yes. And yes. she talks a lot about this, this thing that, you know, Oh my God. And she, sorry for just <laughs> swapping subjects over here, but there's just too much knowledge. I don't know if we could, we should go in order, but um, like when she, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Love, love. When she talks about, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have teacher's brain. When you, okay. when you, um, the thing about you cannot love someone if you don't love yourself. Like yes, I wrote that down. Oh absolutely. Yeah. And this is like That's such, so true. It is so true. Is it did? Yes, it did. And I think we've talked about that in some of the past uh, podcasts that we've done about the people that we attract. And so if we don't love ourselves, we're going to attract people that love, don't love us because that's yep. the vibe that we're projecting because we're willing to accept less than or we're willing to be mistreated because that's what we think we deserve and it's not what needs to happen. Uh, but yeah, she talked about that, how to experience love and belonging. We have to believe in our worthiness to receive it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Just like I, I cannot tell it someone that you know what you don't love yourself, so you cannot love others. I, who am I? I cannot tell you that. But I really thought I knew how to love. Like seriously, yeah. I had this belief. I did not love myself, but I would do everything for everyone. I will mm-hmm. always be there. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I really thought that that was love. That was love. And then I was like. No, girl. You have no boundaries whatsoever. I was just about to say, it's like boundaries are-, <laughs> are like the number one thing to establish to establish like a sense of love for yourself. Right? This yeah. is crazy. And now I'm like, no, but I didn't don't love you, everyone. Don't I didn't you know think how. Like to. as children, we're almost socialized by our parents not to love ourselves in the way that, like, let's say we don't like something or we don't like a person. They always tell us, like, oh, like make sure you tell them that you love this gift or that you you know, want to hang out with them or like you have to feel sick in order not to go to something, even though you don't want to go to it or you don't want to do it. But it's like your parents teach you that that's the only way to get out of doing something that you don't want to do instead of simply saying no and and that being acceptable. Yeah, we don't learn these things. We didn't learn these things. No, I think that this generation generation right now, I think they're like a little bit ahead of us. Okay. Because they, they got a little bit of heads up when it comes to, you know, setting boundaries yeah. and saying no, no means no, right? Right. I think we came a long way. Like we, we are in our 30s. And mm. I think that I feel that, that our generation, my boyfriend's generation, he's in his 40s. Mm, these conversations weren't happening. No. And right now Absolutely. they're happening. So this is good. This is good. But mm, yeah. I because it made it nervous. seem like boundaries are a bad thing. Like when you say boundary, when I first hear the word boundaries, like I automatically think something negative instead of believing that they're actually beautiful. Like I think it's abs- it's essential to have boundaries in order to love yourself. I heard, I think it was oh, either Lisa Nichols. I think it was her. Yes, I think it was her. It, it, she, it was something on the, on the terms that 
when you are setting boundaries, you are telling people how to love you. You yeah. are giving them directions. It's not like you are being uh, like rude or something. You are just letting no. like, would, wouldn't you love if I, if I told you, listen, Ivana, I, I really don't like when you do that. Instead of like, me being mad all the time because you do that. And I never told you. Yeah. What the hell? Mm -hmm. Right? So. Yeah. Hmm. I agree. Okay. She so. also goes in and talks about what makes people resilient and how they overcome certain adversities in their life. Mm -hmm. And she talks about like, you know, they seek help, they have social support. But the main thing that she found out is that they have spirituality. And I thought that was very fascinating that she talks about that. And then she says that spirituality is a way of recognizing that we're all uh, connected to something greater than us and that it's rooted in love. Yeah. And, um, so and I like that. I, I like when she talks about spirituality, like at the beginning, at the beginning of the book, I don't know if you remember, but she was like, I'm a scientist. I don't like what the hell is going on. She was doing <laughs> some research on living a wholehearted life. Right. Yes. And then all of a sudden she was like, I'm, I'm doing none of this. I am doing none of this. And she went to, to therapy to figure out how to do more yeah. of the things on the list. Yeah. And, and it's amazing how things change, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Like for me, I was complete atheist. atheist. Uh -huh. I didn't believe atheist. in anything. I was like, yeah. okay, we die, that's it. <laughs> and I didn't believe, like most of the things right now, like I didn't believe in any of this. So I was like, so it was so relatable because that was me, you know, I saw yeah. myself in her. Uh, mm -hmm. And then we start to dig in and it, it becomes our way of living. It's like so crazy. Yes, absolutely. She says that she says that like she believes in the yoga principles, even though she's never practiced yoga, but she mm -hmm. follows them. And I love, I just love how authentic she is. So here she is. And she's saying that like, I believe in these principles, even though I've never been to, to a yoga class ever. And that's true. Like you can live a yogic lifestyle without practicing yoga. Like asana, the postures is just one aspect yeah. of yoga. It doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Just because you don't do yoga doesn't mean that you can't practice a yogic lifestyle. Yeah, but th that's the thing. Like, it's not like you don't do yoga. Like, to, to do yoga is not to practice the, post the postures. So if you practice mm -hmm. the principles, you are doing yoga. Yeah. Yeah. She also mentions, do you remember when she says that when she tried to meditate, she felt like an imposter? Oh, I didn't get to that part. Damn. Yeah. You're spoiling yeah, it for so me. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. But she says that like when she tried to meditate, she felt like a poser because she's just like, I'm not doing it right. And I think a lot of people feel that way about meditation. I know I did at the beginning. I was like, I'm just sitting here. I'm not supposed to think of anything. What are we going to have for lunch? What am I doing after lunch? What's for dinner? I'm not doing it right. <laughs> am I doing this breathing thing right? Like, oh, okay, focus on my breath. Okay, focusing on my breath. And it's like, okay, what's... I really hope we have those like okra for lunch today. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's it's what I tell people when they were at Pulchati. Remember the first walking meditation that we did? We went to the river and we sat mm -hmm. on the rocks and you're supposed to meditate. And the entire time you're meditating, all of these like raptors are coming by. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like they're quiet and they're respectful. And other times they're shouting like, hey, how are you? We hope you like India. Like, you know, just shouting at you, trying to get your attention. And it's really difficult to meditate when there's somebody shouting at you, trying to like make a conversation. Yes. And I always tell people like, Think of these raptors as your thought. It's a thought that's coming by that wants to pull your attention out of the meditation. And when you do that, 
it, it almost gives you like a clear example of like, oh, okay, this is how my meditation, what it looks like. It's these rafters coming by, like my thoughts. Mm -hmm. and some, some of them are peaceful and good and don't pull me out of my meditation and others like just pull me out. <laughs> so yeah, I love that she shared that because it was a good example for people that don't meditate or starting mm -hmm. about meditation. Yeah, I mean, just give it a try and see how it goes. I, you know, I, I gave it a try and my life just became better. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you something. Yeah. Like, since we had a lot of conversations on, the, on this podcast about the sense of belonging, it's just like okay. one of our biggest conversations ever. What did yeah. you think about her approach on belonging? Like, her approach is like, uh, belonging is like the most important thing, you know, mm -hmm. and belonging is love. And, um, and she had like this extreme, um, Love belongs to belonging. What does it say? Love belongs to belonging? Love what? belongs to belonging. Okay. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a quote from that. The yeah. absence of love and belonging will always lead to suffering. Yes. Yeah. What do you think about it? Um, I think it's true. But I think, uh, again, it starts off with the self-love. Like, you have to have love for yourself first. Mm -hmm. before you can love others and something that she also mentions is that we have to accept the darkness within us because yeah. the darkness it, it doesn't diminish the light it just like you know uh what is i forgot what the word is that she uses but she says that it like it encompasses it or it may makes the light more clear mm -hmm. so i think like we have to face our own selves first before mm -hmm. we can feel like we belong to something and belonging necessarily like doesn't mean that you belong to a certain group of people. It can be, yeah. it can mean that you belong to a greater good. Like this, you know, which talks about spirituality that like there's something greater than us. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes those people resilient is because they felt like they belong to something greater than them. Yeah. Belonging is such a, it's such a huge topic for, is, for yeah. both of us. And for me, uh, when she said something on like, we can only belong when we embrace ourselves, it's got me thinking because I realized that uh, even though I already knew this, I, I didn't, you know, stop to think about it. And it was very interesting to realize that I was struggling a lot with the sense of belonging because I wanted so much to belong. But mm -hmm. then I embrace myself and I'm like, at this, I belong yeah. wherever I am. I belong to my mm -hmm. friends, well, quote unquote. I, you know, and, um, and yeah, and it's true. When you embrace yourself, that's when you get the sense of belonging. Because yeah. if you don't, like, if you don't love yourself, it's not because you are from Madrid that you have this amazing sense of belonging. Like, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. So I do agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's not a place. It's not a thing. It's something within ourselves. It has to do with our self-love. Mm -hmm. And I really love this. Um, this all idea, it made me think a lot. Um, this is turning into a very long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if we are going to have part two. But... <laughs> but we might. I think we might yeah. have a part two because there's, um, I have listened to half of the book and I was stopping every minute to take notes. And it yeah. was like, either I listen to this book and I don't grasp everything that it's going on. It's so valuable, valuable. Yeah. Or 
um, I stop and actually pay attention and take my notes. So mm -hmm. I chose the second option. So maybe there's yeah. gonna, uh, maybe we have part two of this because I think so. I think that's a good idea. Is interesting. What do you want to ask our audience today? Um, good question. Hold on a minute. Yeah, I'll let you go through your notes. Oh my god, this is <laughs> juicy. I'll let you go. You are so good with the questions. I'll wait for you. <laughs> uh, I want to ask people, like, you know, when in your life have you had to establish a boundary and have people mm -hmm. accepted it? Did they follow it? Like, you know, how did that boundary help you establish a sense of love within yourself? And maybe if they're comfortable to share a shame story and, and what happened. Ooh, that's why I love you. You, know, you have the right questions. And let me tell you one thing. I forgot to tell you this, but I think you are the perfect example of uh, vulnerability. Okay. Because... So. You, because you like to share uh, stories who are, that are embarrassing, that yes. may be embarrassing <laughs> for people. Like you're like, whatever, I'm just going to share this. And it's true because yeah. I was listening to this book and I was like, Ivana is a very good example of that. There you go. Thank you. Thank okay, you. everyone. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, like, share, comment, do your thing. Uh, show us some love and we'll see you yes. next week. Sounds good. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs>